0: Never before have I received such splendid ministrations. Now then, into the spring, you as well, my good man. And welcome back, this is the Grinding Gear Podcast I'm Garrett Weinzerl, here as always with my partner in internet crime Kyle Ferguson Hello We are guilty of crimes against the internet, Kyle (laughs) If we're guilty of uh, not having enough time to play all the fabulous things I want to right now I'm guilty of not having enough money to buy these new damn video cards Oh, man, we're going to we're going to talk about some stuff today, man. I'm uh, guilty of I'm killing not... another podcast. I'm guilty of a lot of things today. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that if you want. You know, I wasn't going to I wasn't going to put you on the spot for it. Oh, God. Uh, this this year has been an emotional roller coaster for content creation involving me.
1: That's yeah. what that
0: is. That's what that's been. But a good one. A lot of a lot of growth, a lot of growth, a lot of new beginnings. Oh, my God. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Uh, but and by the way, this, this is me being really, really honest with you all. This is not a bit I'm very sensitive of all the Garrett Keeps Killing podcast jokes. <laughs> mm. It's kind of hit me in the feels. This last one was not entirely my fault. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your track record speaking over uh, the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, honestly, quite a few of them were not my fault, so. Dude, I've yeah, man, I've been I've been feeling a little nostalgic this week myself. I was uh, I was in there on the BattleNet launcher, you know, hovering over Why? the Heroes of the Storm the oh. other night, thinking about playing a game. I went from I went from a hundred to nothing, sixty to nothing. What, what speed should cars go when they go to nothing to in order to be impressive? Nowadays, well, I mean, it's, it's how quickly can you stop is what we usually measure, which is like breaking distance. So, okay. You know, okay, if, you, well, if I'm going to take all the fun out of your analogy, you need to decide how fast you're going at what point you're stopping and then the measurement between the speed and how long it took you to come to a complete stop is what you measure. Gone in sixty seconds. I was gone in sixty seconds, man. Like, what? That, what a wild that's ride! Accelerating, but yeah, okay, cool. I was doing the CCL interviews. I was deep in the esports, the esports business, doing analysis on the YouTube for Heroes Hearth, and then maintenance mode, just like slam. And it's just been go ever since. It's been, it's been wild. I've been hanging out on the Here's the Storm Red a little bit, poking around there, kind of seeing what they're talking about. Talking about same old, same old. You know, boring. Like well, uh, th- that's the game. Happened. The game is same old, same old now, and it's going to yeah. be same old, same old for the rest of time. Uh, unless, I've also been- unless Blizzard decides to go like one further and, and kill the servers, but even as much faith as I have lost in Blizzard Entertainment over the last many years, I, I don't think that's coming. I don't think they're going to. It's do a dangerous that. precedent. Yes. Yeah, I mean- yeah, murdering the thing you expect to always be there—that's saved exclusively for Overwatch One. <laughs> man, what a mess. They just lost another developer too. their lead hero lead, designer. Yep. yep. De- yeah. Yep. Overwatch 2 looks mean, their like job might be done, but they also, I think said that new heroes are going to be tied to battle passes. So clearly, you know, still, still a loss, that original vision and energy. My, my, my bias with Overwatch is that I do not care. It is not a game I particularly enjoy and have very little interest in. So with that in mind, my read on Overwatch 2 is that the business model looks like a nightmare to me. I played a lot of Team Fortress Two. I was really into that game, particularly Engineer. I thought the whole mm. teleporter, mini gun setup thing was really, really fun. <laughs> I was really into the original Team Fortress. I liked um, I, I got was Symmetra, wasn't that her name? I, I got into her for a little bit because she was sort of Engineer turdy, put up a teleporter. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, played a lot at the her. beginning. I mean, hell, I had an Overwatch podcast, but it it just kind of was the same thing forever, and so I got bored. Um, right. Right. You know, Never aiming at back. heads isn't my my forte, my number one thing on my list. Mm, yeah. And then also, like, I got I got into Battle Royales, and I was just like, oh, this is just more fun. Um, all of them. Except maybe Fortnite. I I, I don't know. At this point, Fortnite has I so many things I like that I kinda want to try it again. Gonna be honest, kinda want to try it again. But, the um, local radio station keeps advertising its world on Roblox that's a in thing? the car. Yeah, the thing yeah, we can like now? set up worlds. Yeah, Do we have a can, Roblox world. Like, go to our app and join the Roblox Island where you can experience live music. Roblox is trying to be, you know, the is, Facebook is Roblox like, the Flash based game of 2022. It's the very square looking thing. It's like Legos, but not. No, no, no. I'm aware of what Roblox is. Oh, okay, I'm saying, okay. is it the, the I have we have Flash games on our website of 2022. Is that what it is? Oh, maybe. Uh, it, well, yeah, the, the online chats and all those sorts of things. Maybe I, I don't know. I I miss my generation. Uh, I'm hearing you know VR chats still kind of catching up. There's some interesting ideas in there. I'd love to participate in one of those someday. Uh, frame rates need to just be out of this world on the controls for my own you know the headsets for my own motion sickness and everything like that. Uh, I mean, let, let's let's get into news here because I've been talking about wanting a faster horse for a while. And we're making cars today. Good, 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 good. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. NVIDIA wants all of our money, <laughs> Kyle. All of it. All of, how much money you got, that's how much it's going to cost you for a new card, <laughs> Dude. Yes. Uh, dude, uh, you know me. I am not what many people would describe as frugal. <laughs> I cannot believe how much these things are going to cost. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm truly, truly flabbergasted at these costs. It's absolute. when it comes to gaming, I, I I almost never look at the price. I'm like, do I want it? Can I afford it? And then I buy it. That's how I operate when it comes to my, my gaming addiction. Um, I don't want to pay this. <laughs> No, Um, I don't think many do. And the rollout is delayed. And even if it wasn't, there's so much here. There's so much here. NVIDIA, what are you doing to me? Besides also apparently scaring EVGA out of the market, which every single NVIDIA card I've had since 2010 has been an EVGA. I love EVGA. I've only had a mechanical failure with them once. And they had me a new card in like three days. No questions asked. Actually, I, they probably were like, "Hey, run a benchmark or whatever." But they they didn't run me around the like a hedge maze, trying to get a replacement. And now sure. they're gone. And so, anyway, if some if you've been under a, a PC gaming rock, or maybe PC gaming ain't your thing, you're more of a console player. You're wondering what the hell's going on. Nvidia, uh, the the video card manufacturer. Uh is is it right to call the manufacturers that like own the patent and then there's a bunch of other actual manufacturers that buy the rights to actually make a car <laughs> the and then fan make fan the on item. top of it? Yeah. It's, it's messy. Yeah, it's messy. Yeah. <laughs> I think calling other manufacturers fan adders is probably a little reductive, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever the case is. <laughs> I like the dig <laughs> All you did was put a fan <laughs> All you did it. was put a fan on it. <laughs> um whatever the case is. They've announced their new suite of cards, which you and I have been both like waiting for. Like you, even more yeah. than me. We, we talked a week or two ago about just how old your computer is. Um, and I'm even feeling it on mine, but uh, yeah, NVIDIA had an event. They announced their new 4,000 series of cards. I'm currently still rocking a 2,000 series of cards. Right now, you can go buy the 3,000 series. That's what we've had for a few years now. A couple of years. Wait. Oh, right. Never mind. Never, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I I had my new system assembled like three months before the 3000 series came out. I've never had more buyer's remorse in my entire life. Uh, so, so you've been waiting on this. We were all waiting on yes. this. Everybody I talked to who was telling me to purchase a new GPU was saying, just make it to whatever this date is. And that date ended up being the 20th, two days ago, yep. when NVIDIA was going to put up their announcement. Yep, and they've announced three cards, uh, you know, typically what, they start in like the 60s and they go up to the 90s, I think, usually? They've announced two 40, 4080s and one and they're going to release staggered in descending order of quality and price. So they're going to start. The first thing coming out, if you want it, is the 4090, which is a 24-gigabyte card. And the MSRP on one of these babies is going to be $1,600 oh yeah and that's the msrp i'm assuming we're still gonna have supply chain issues i'm assuming scalpers are gonna try and buy up as many as they can and throw them up on the secondary market uh i'm sad (laughs) i'm still learning all this i'm still learning the numbers uh wrapping my head around what upgrades i should make I've heard that this will send prices on the 3000 series down, which is very exciting because I'm more than happy getting a TI of that department, which I think means it has like titanium in it. I don't know. I have a I have a 980 TI right now. And apparently TI means it's more. Is that what it means? Is there actually titanium in it? There's there's some like the metal, the circuits are somehow more powerful, resilient to shocks or something like TI is worth getting. If you can spring the little extra I bucks know. for that's, it. That's, I, I don't know. I wonder if that's actually true. I don't know. I, I've always I, yeah. wanted a titanium exhaust for my car, but they are wildly expensive. Um, I but. Ended up going through my drawers yesterday and throwing out three graphics cards that I still had. <laughs> Chad is saying it is very much just the name. There's no titanium in there. Oh, well, you know, then maybe I read the manufacturer's website and they were, you know, they were pumping it up a bit. But the titanium way, but... of video cards. I've and heard then, the then, TI is worth getting And down for out the some bottom. reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So folks are saying the TI is the cards that are released at the halfway point, kind of a mid cycle refresh that's more powerful than the launch cards is what it's okay like. so so like a dlc when the dlc comes out you know the original game is now functional and you should buy it <laughs> that's how games work you ignore witcher 3 until at least what was it it, it was heart of stone i think there's another one in there i and then one and witcher one. 3 at, la- at launch it was fine I I assume it was crap. Darkest Dungeon one was also kind of crap, and then it kind of around the time of expansions got good. You're going, you're going from the right AAA now. studio uh, to Darkest Dungeon. <laughs> Dude, I've I've got bones to pick. I'm still pissed at my purchase. I'm mad at Epic Store and I'm mad at Darkest Dungeon. Stay Red at, Hook. Uh, just stay on or, topic. Stay on topic. They you put on like the half big game. It's sounds like a, not even a fifth of the game yet. Anyway, same with Baldur's Gate. Like too much, too much of this. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um. I found a tier list on Times hardware this week, which had at the bottom the list of cards that were not even going to rank. And I had three of those in my drawer. So I was like, "Okay, finally put those in the trash. I'm never making some, you know, 2013, 2012 computer out of this. Uh, I've heard these are going to send prices down, but I've been told the stories of Ryzen. Ryzen, you're looking at CPUs. Are these CPUs here? These are CPUs. Okay. Are all the same. All the same. All the same. Yeah. it's uh, here for the live crowd. It's all the same yeah. as, as long as you understand that it's not the same at all and completely It's for different. my story. It's for my... Hang, hang on. We're, we're getting there. So what I've been told is that NVIDIA has been nefarious for a while with the help of like Newegg and everyone kind of got nefarious during the pandemic and the shortage. Everyone was getting kind of weird and companies started calling them out. YouTubers were calling them out and some websites have adjusted and some have apologized, and maybe changed their formats and whatnot. But NVIDIA has released these cards with shortage prices in mind, even though they might not have the shortages that exist anymore. During the time of that shortage... Intel fell behind Intel got complacent and now Ryzen and AMD stuff is catching up and may have even surpassed, or at the very least it's equal to your NVIDIA Intel kind of chipsets. And like 2016, I, I, when I was aware of this, I, you I did that for streaming. I hold to that for CPUs. Uh, I, I bought a, uh, I bought a laptop uh, almost two years ago now uh, that has a, I don't know what generation Ryzen nine, but I can export videos faster on that laptop than I can on my desktop with uh, with my Intel. So these prices not may not matter because there are other options on the market. And they are operating, putting out these prices with mixed or nefarious information. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we didn't finish the rundown, so... That's the best card <laughs> coming out in October. If oh, sure. if you want to, the spend, other ones will be more affordable. If you want to spend less, you have to wait until November when the two forty eighties are releasing a sixteen gigabyte, which is going to cost you only twelve hundred dollars, Kyle. Only twelve hundred dollars. Perfect. Which was slightly less than the rent for my first apartment when I lived in Los Angeles. And this was back in two thousand nine. I'm sure rent is now probably twenty thousand a month. I can just assume in Los Angeles. Were you sharing that? That's that's pricey. That was pri- yes, dude, dude. My my second my mortgage right now is the price of my second apartment when I lived in L.A. Wow, yeah. I thought Chicago was pricey when I was there. Actually, my mortgage right now is about the price of a forty ninety. <laughs> that's about what my monthly mortgage costs. Um. And then uh, also due in November is going to be the 12 gigabyte 4080. Why they're not calling this a 4070 is beyond me. Um, is going to cost you $900. They're going to put a TI on it. Oh, no. It's 16 no. and 12. Okay. Yeah. No TIs allowed. No. it's, it's just You're just going to have to look for your gigabyte rating, I guess. <laughs> the naming convention is also very confusing. <laughs> but also kind of makes sense because I, 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 I haven't looked at it video cards in forever so when i heard this i went and looked at like what's what are what are the 3000s what do they even mean because you have the 70 the 80 and the 90 of the 30 70 30 80, so on and so forth the current thirty seventy is an 8 gigabyte card and the current thirty eighty ranges from 10 to 12 gigabytes so that kind of makes sense for the I guess, I guess like the low end but like why not just divvy it up why do we have two 4080s and there's two completely different unrelated gigabyte ratings i i, I don't know I don't know. Chase Hamilton in chat saying they're not calling it a 4070 because 899. Uh, yeah, it's it kind of does. It's I've seen this thrown around everywhere. And I, I get it. It kind of feels like that. It's like, oh, you know, it's a 4080 because we want to charge $900 for it. I love modern journalism. <laughs> they have quotes here from Reddit, the from first of which starts yeah. with what the f-? 8090 <laughs> for a 4080. Which should be a forty seventy. These prices are crazy. I'll Lamented be honest, one I, Listen, what is this, Kotaku? Yeah. I'm going to bat for them I love this because you know what I don't want to do I don't want to go learn another community I don't want I don't belong to the subreddit I'm uninterested in joining another one and learning the machinations of this community I think it's fine show me those quotes because I everyone wants their hot takes everyone's gonna be subtweeting about these hot takes on Twitter I don't want to have to go on this big learning spree throw them in there cite them I don't care let's go. These prices are downright insulting, LMAO. <laughs> Effective <laughs> journalism, if they're ever... Was. No, no, I, I agree with you. It is nice to get some outside view because this stuff is so foreign to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just having the numbers go up on these cards. Like, that at least makes sense that a 24 is more expensive than a 12. At least we're there again. Yeah. Uh, I've, I have I've been, you know, coming out from my technology rock with all this, like I was looking at, you know, I was looking around. I was like, well, man, could I buy some walls? Like it's miniature walls for Christmas for myself. That'd be real nice. Yeah. You know, I'm curious about maybe getting back into some D&D. But no, there's, there's 3D printers and they're perfectly affordable now. So I could just print my own walls and the filaments aren't that expensive either now. So I, I might just get a 3D printer and, and do all my own miniatures. Everything's getting democratized slowly. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want a 3D printer as well. Chase Hamilton, again, trying to also like school us on this, saying uh, NVIDIA makes the GPU, sells GPU and RAM to AIB partners and whole cards on their own, but AIBs do board design, VRM design, cooling design, ex- et cetera. So, Chase, uh, they're trying to explain to us the breakdown of like what NVIDIA does versus what the people you actually buy your card from do. I, I know cooling's fans, so they're still fan. Fan makers, fan appliers. <laughs> you are so hung up on the fan. <laughs> Known so fan fan. Kyle Ferguson. It's so confusing. It's like fifty versions of the same card. Well, no, but if you're designing boards, if you're designing virtual RAM, they're yeah, they're in there. They're doing stuff. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's more to it. There's, there's more to it. It's, it's Kyle. If I could go off about how many cars use the same engine and just because like my, my wife has a Toyota, but the engine's a Subaru, dude, you open that hood. There's Subaru logos all over that what? damn thing. Ha- why? Yeah. Toyota. Yeah. You know, yeah. No. Cause, cause developing your own engine is freaking expensive. Hmm. It's freaking expensive. How many you know Jaguars oh, so have why, engine blocks that are Ford? <laughs> like that's why they're always sitting there fa- with the clay in Super Bowl. Like we completely redesigned, and the the guy scratches off a little bit of clay off the top of the car. That is actually they how they it through uh, the wind tunnel. That is how they sculpt cars. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you're saying it's late. Like that's that's just body mod. Like that's just uh, you know we put the for yeah, the movie we yeah, put the, the car on the top guts. of an old car. Yeah, think of it like your phone and the chips that are in there. Or your your computer. Like it's same. It's this is this happens on a lot of different places I and mean, you ch- you change up the engine slightly and anyway i digress don't get me talking about cars will be here all day um everyone in chat is correctly guessing what car that is so yeah um this this is this is just Nutty levels of of inflation I get I get prices have come up I don't know I looked at a I looked at a receipt from the grocery store the other day I wanted to vomit but this this is this is a bit much I agree I agree particularly with all the rumors of the surplus that's happening because they pumped out a bunch of cards to meet demand and now they're trying to maintain those prices of course you know rumors and the company isn't going to go forward and say hey we have a bunch of cards in stock uh, but you can't get them or we're keeping that price high yeah yeah whether I, the storm until after christmas is my completely beginner view on this predicament whether the storm until amd comes out swinging with something that is near as good if not better for a lot less money that's what it like sounded that too. like to me yeah like that. they're they're really just teeing up amd to just come in and undercut them like a monster which I'm hoping is what happens. Cause I don't think Nvidia should be able to do this. You can get away with it. And I don't know. I don't want to get preachy. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. So hold out for radions, I guess, dude, see what happens. Well, you know who is preaching? Phil Spencer. Phil spencer? That's, that's the transition spencer i'm going with it's oh great. that's what you're right. going with you yeah hey kyle phil spencer still wants to bring final fantasy 14 to xbox he does that still is a very important insertion in this sentence why is that because he's already mentioned this th- he mentioned this three years ago oh well i play on a xbox controller i would welcome this yes but you don't why play not? on an xbox which is very also a very important distinction well, it's still an Xbox. It's not like it's exclusive. You know, I still click in the buttons to run as I set up. I still use my you know, my, my X, whatever's on it. Mm. <laughs> you don't even know. It's A, B, X, Y, man. I, yeah, but I'm, not to be I'm confused my, with the A, B, X, Y on a Nintendo Switch, which are in completely different locations. My eyes are busy with the screen. And also, I'm not playing on an Xbox. So the games I play are never prompting me to remember which button is which. So, you know, it's oh, just up, down, oh, side, red. Man. I think Deep Saints 3 was the first game I ever played on PC with an Xbox controller. And I remember being really impressed when I plugged it in and it was giving me Xbox button props. Dude, yeah, the downloads you had to do to get a PlayStation controller working on a PC were laborious. Oh, back Awful. in the day, yeah. I haven't done it now, but I hear with the newer ones from PS4 forward, it's gotten a lot easier. Well, that was the big thing about PlayStation, right, is that it was a computer. And that making video games for it was going to be way easier than the Xbox. That was one of the, the tooted things I think when they were doing that, the console war. I think you've got that backwards. I don't think I do, uh, but I might. There was a lot of that going on with Xbox, especially with the original Xbox. And people were also jailbreaking the original Xboxes and just turning them into PCs. Sure. It's a Microsoft not? product after all. So... Because yeah, I don't, I don't, that was the big deal, the old generation PlayStations. Again, it's like what I heard back in the day. I haven't participated in a console war in, I mean really, I haven't been invested in one since like middle school with the original Xbox PlayStation and, you know, getting both magazines and really lining them up at Christmas time and seeing what I was going to ask for. Mm, yeah, same. As soon as I could buy my own consoles, I just I just bought them all. <laughs> Easy Dodge there, the problem. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't get them all at once. I would stagger. The, best, the first time I ever had all of them, it was 360 era. And I like, I waited. PS3 was the last one I got. I was like waiting for a good sale. And then I got in there. Um, but um, anyway, I guess this came up in a recent interview uh, with Game Watch, which I'm not familiar with at all, uh, but they, they brought it up. <laughs> to which Spencer said, in quote, we haven't given up yet. This is a commitment from both Microsoft and Square Enix to gamers, and we will continue to coordinate our efforts. But like I said, it's, it's, it's worth mentioning because they, they brought this up three years ago and Final Fantasy 14 is still nowhere to be seen on the Xbox platform. And so where did this story come from? This came from GameSpot. So GameSpot also grabbed an older quote from Yoshi P from uh, the Final Fantasy 14 team and Square Enix uh, talking about that. There's, there's just some like straight up like roadblocks for getting Final Fantasy 14 to even work on an Xbox. So the Yoshi P quote, and this is an older one um, from 2019 that says, quote to play an MMORPG on Xbox. There are two regulations for Microsoft, which stand in the way of making crossplay feasible. Unless these re- regulations are rejected. Uh, there is no meaning, which is an interesting way of putting that. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what the issue would be then. Yeah, they don't get into specifics about what those issues are. I mean, Yoshi P being short like that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm candid sounds like it's an executive problem in some degree. Like he knows higher ups maybe don't want this to happen. And Square Enix does seem to participate more in the PlayStation sphere of things. They. You know, kind of into the exclusive, the PlayStation side of it. But as I guess if crossplay is an issue, I'm sure there's tons of issues getting crossplay available between the two companies because they want their you know exclusive little environments, their their Roblox islands. Yeah. Chat is informing us. Some people are saying these Roblox are gone. Hmm should be interesting. I would think GameSpot of all places would have picked this up and ran with it, but uh everyone's just yelling and no one's giving a source. <laughs> so. It'd be a great thing if the game works great on controller. It really does. The job design is enhanced by controller in a lot of ways. The mini game you play with your abilities and rotations works in a kind of four button format. And then you sort of excuse yourself to your D pad, as it were, for your side cooldowns. I would not be excited to see World of Warcraft enter controller because it simply isn't designed that way. But Final Fantasy is just is, yeah. Folks in the uh, chat are saying these issues have since been removed, but they weren't removed in time for Endwalker. But again, uh, listener, beware if we don't have links for that.
1: We're going, yeah. And this was him talking
0: in 2019, Yoshi P, so Mm -hmm. perhaps uh, this was the best source they could find to continue this conversation or at least apply other links to their own articles on their website. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it was a side question throughout this larger interview with Phil Spencer. Cause there is no detail to speak of. Be good for the game. It would be, it would be. No, oh, folks are mentioning that final fantasy 11 had, Crossplay between PS2, PC, and three sixty. I never played Eleven. Final Fantasy Eleven. That was the first MMO. Oh right. The one that people are like for for meme streams, you should go do it, but it pretty much is just like a whole MMO of Eureka. Yeah, I mean I I i, I haven't played this if this is probably a massive generalization. I haven't played Eleven. Well, it's the generalization we've been told about and in the past when a MMO was a chat room. And that was one of the primary features. Like you often hear about World of Warcraft is how I communicate with my dad back in the day. And we were sending messages and you could talk in real time. And that was a real person over there. Like all that sort of in, in environment, players make your own world kind of trailer business was really, really exciting. Nowadays, I'm way more in the camp. Anytime I see a game that's like explore a player run world, I'm like, what are you going to do for me? What what world are you going to craft for me when I log in at midnight and I'm going to play for 30 minutes? What can I do of value? I can't participate in the living, breathing world right now. Mm. That's Not why that's, I think that's why we both got so into Valheim, right? Because it was like that kind of freedom, builder, survival game, but there was still like you could kill these bosses, collect their powers, fill out the altar, and it's like, oh, I have a goal! I have a goal! Yeah. Need you, goals. You had enough of a breadcrumb trail and boss fights to go do that. I've that, that it made me want to stay in that world, and then interface with the more free aspects of building my own, you know, buildings or villages or what have you. Um, V Rising is another recent example of that where it felt like there was a lot of freedom but there was also enough of a structure that I wanted to go in and actually slowly check things off that the developers put in the game for me to go and enjoy. But anywho, this is just... I I just find this amusing that this has been mentioned for so long and yet here we have a a new headline from it from GameSpot that is vague as shit. I mean, I can barely understand what streaming service i'm supposed to watch spider-man on so of course there's red tape well you literally that's literally the most conflicted ip because it's shared it's like sony still has the rights but disney's paying for the rights to kind of use choose any other superhero kyle except x-men and life will be a lot easier (laughs) for you (laughs) and then they made a winnie the pooh horror movie yep oh it's gonna be an interesting life yep uh Oh, man, I want to root for that because I'm like, oh, hell yeah, everything should be like trademark free and whatnot. But that Winnie the Pooh horror movie looks terrible. Probably. is. This looks real bad. Real bad. Happy Halloween. Here we go. Kyle. I'll jump on another one. You know, it also looks terrible. Twitch's Bizarre Plans. Oh, my God. Oh, gee, I was wondering if we we're going to talk about this because I know it wasn't in the rundown, <laughs> but it's been in my mind. Hey, Kyle, you know, Twitch works very hard for their 50%. Oh, dear. They work very hard making sure people have to sit through seven ads before they can even lay eyes on your stream that they didn't notify you that was going live, even though I clicked on the button because I want to know that that streamer is going live. Dude, and and if you pause, if you minimize, if you silence it, if you do anything with Twitch nowadays, you're going to get another host of four ads and it's your number one chance to just like peace out. Like forget, you know, no algorithm, lack of discoverability, a bizarre front page that isn't going to feed you anything you actually want because it doesn't know what you're watching. Just the fact that when I go to even my friend's stream, I'm sitting through four ads, I kind of go, you know. Do I do I really want to invest three minutes in saying hi? (laughs) This is the Internet. I could literally message them on Discord right now with no interruptions. If it's you, I can just text you. You can't. You know, you know my phone number as archaic as that is, right? At this point, if it's you, you're on YouTube. So I get right in and can start chatting. So I'm I'm not I'm not a Twitch drama hound. You know, I enjoy a good dumpster <laughs> fire. I like looking out the window, you know, and vacuuming my lawn when the neighbors are fighting. But I have not gone deep to sort of Reddit, Twitter, Twitch band and like, you know, looked up a lot of this stuff. But my outside understanding is this, that Twitch, of course, during the pandemic had a lot of people home, a lot of people streaming and made record numbers. During that time, they said, hey, you know, we want to make a bigger ad cut. So we're going to increase the number of mid-roll ads, ads when you get there. A while ago, they took away that if you were a subscriber, you still had to see ads to the channel that you're subscribed to. The one that really irked me, really chapped me, was when I had to watch ads on my own channel. When I was logged into myself and check if I was live and functioning, I had to watch three ads before I could confirm that I had... Upload drove me bonkers. So during that day, you know, record profits, record profits. Let's maintain these record profits. So now they are maintaining uh, a 50-50 split, which is not the current way of things. YouTube giving 70-30. So when you buy a sub on Twitch, it's a 50-50 split for, split for all the... Um, all the partners and all that sort of thing, but certain individuals have a better split, a contract that allows them to get 70-30. So Twitch is saying, you know, for these big, big contracts, after you make $100,000, we're gonna go 50-50 because we work hard and plus our servers are so expensive. You guys do not understand how expensive it is to run Twitch. We have to rent the server space from Amazon and it costs us so much. Amazon, the company you're owned by the company that you owe, you own, you're charging yourself. <laughs> you are literally standing there talking to yourself saying, I can't afford this from me. It's 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 a hard look. <laughs> it's it's a hard look. Along with the lack of discoverability, along with all these other issues, they're getting rid of hosts now. Uh, they're going strictly raids, which raids are a better system. You know, you, when you end a stream, you type slash raid, the person you want to raid, all your audience is transmitted over there. But they say they're getting rid of hosts probably for server load. But some channels, you know, particularly like when, when I was heavy streaming on Twitch, I relied on Scott Johnson frog pants to bring me people at the end of his show. Or if he wasn't online, if people were checking if Scott was on, they would be directed to me. Like those hosts were incredible mm. in any sort of discoverability you had on the platform. And those are going away. Yeah. I like, I like raids. I like raids a lot. Um, I would love something similar to that over on YouTube. Um, I mean, yeah, I it's, agree. It, it's not all balanced Twitch. Twitch, has some really freaking wonderful features. Um, like uh, to me though, I just, I, like, I just, I'm just sitting back and laughing cause Twitch was useless for me. Tw- Twitch did nothing to help people find what I was doing on their platform. Um, And it was just, it was absolute night and day when we, when you and I decided, hey, let's, let's try, let's try out YouTube. There's so many other factors, which is not a quick conversation for us because we also started covering a different game. Uh, We made videos for a while before we ever went live. So like it was all part of our, when you and I decided we were going to start playing Final Fantasy 14 together kind of we originally went over there to just try doing like gaming news in a video format. Cause we were getting into that as well. And eventually that turned into the final fantasy 14 thing. So there's all these other factors for us, but the fact that <laughs> after like, what we were doing like final fantasy videos for like a month and people were like, you should stream this. We did a test stream with no cameras and we had over 300 viewers. If I had 300 viewers on Twitch, that would have been the best stream of my life. Yeah. Like, a few times have gone over that on Twitch, but for like very specific reasons, like major milestone moments and also like being like featured on like the blizzard entertainment launcher or something like that. Like I needed third party promotion of the stream to even come close to that. You and I just did a, a test stream and had hundreds of people watching. So, and, and now it's just, it's just grown and it's grown and it's grown and it's grown, uh, with streams where we've actually, you know, Tried. We had a plan for what we're going to do. We promoted the stream ahead of time. We have cameras on, all that kind of stuff now. So there's a lot of different factors, but just to me, I'm, I'm 100% hung up on just the, the complete and utter lack of discoverability on Twitch compared to how YouTube, just by the nature of how it functions as a platform, it is built around discoverability. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. What anecdote do you want me to pop off on, Kyle? Because because like on Twitch, like the fact that people follow our channel and then we go live and they don't get a notification. That's like number one. Like I give up. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Mm. Someone literally hit a button on your platform saying they want to know when we're doing stuff. And you might if you feel like it, let them know about it. It's interesting. Yeah. And this has been a conversation for a long time with any platform that's hosting media. Like, you can make an account. Granted, you know, when you first start a YouTube account, there are limitations. I believe you have a limit on how large of a video you can post until you've reached a certain number, but still, that's internet space. It doesn't, you know, exist in nothingness. The internet doesn't, you know, parse it out and everybody's, you know, contributing. We are uploading huge (laughs) amounts of data every day to these websites. And it is kind of interesting just from the outside with no drama intact that a 200 hour a month stream. Someone who streams two hours a month, 200 hours a month. That's a lot of months. Excuse me. uh, uh, My time. That's a lot of hours. 200 hours a month. That's a lot of hours. Uh, Jesus Christ. Like, hold up. Well, yeah. Okay. So you got a 40 hour week, right? So you're going above and beyond. You're working five hour or five week. Yeah, if, you're, if you're trying to let's go with a four week average, of 50 hours a week. That's more than a full-time job. Well, then that's what Twitch wants from you. Like that's all their systems For are about a thousand bucks, you. but that's the thousand dollars they pay per month. So they're trying to like, they're trying to share out. They're trying to be personable. They're trying to be like, Hey, okay. You know, it costs us a thousand dollars to even host your 200 hours a month of footage. So that's that's the kickback we need. And that is an interesting metric. And that is a problem that YouTube has brought up before that they might need to limit creators. They might have to have a more investigative process in order to start a new YouTube channel. In the end, they didn't end up going through this. This was years and years ago, like 2017. They were talking about the problems with this kind of thing. And then they got into streaming and I'm sure they have uh, many server issues still ongoing in that way. Know, we see blips from time to time even it's it's a yeah. juggernaut youtube but it's not perfect yeah i don't know it's 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 it, to, to me it, everyone's having an emotional reaction to this because of the tone it's being delivered in it's it it, it feels like twitch is patting themselves on the back and <laughs> it's i, I it, like if if, if you have know, to take the, the jokes and the laughter and just kind of rip it on this aside like i think this is a this is a failure of marketing and their advertisement cut is awful and that's been their strategy recently is just up the ads, up the more ads. Yeah. That's the best way we're going to make money. And they give so pennies, yeah. pennies to the content creators, making the content. D- d- however, to be fair, uh, we've tried running ads on live streams on YouTube and it's also abysmal.
1: It, it is also, it, is, it, it is, is
0: not worth, uh, interrupting our stream is not worth the income, uh, that you get from running ads. You just don't make that much. Um, and so, at least for us, I don't know. We're I, I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of other streams, so I don't I don't know what it's like on YouTube. But like, I think we're we're probably lucky. We have an extremely uh, engaged audience, and like everybody, like I'm not just trying to like blow smoke <laughs> for people are watching this live right now. But y'all support us. We you know we, the memberships flow. We get a lot of super chats like so like that that when we did experiment with ads it was just like what's the what's the point everyone supports us enough already and and we get such a a pittance from running ads so that's a, that that's something that i think youtube and twitch equally struggle with which is giving any sort of ad share uh revenue now youtube's pretty decent for the videos when it comes to ad share or ad like the ad ad revenue share but that's its own kind of separate thing which makes sense because a live stream is way less crafted. It's live right, right now. So you never know what's going to happen. I bet if I was an advertiser and I'm sitting here with all my, you know, energy juice money. And I am thinking to myself, hmm, how can I safely advertise my product? And someone said, well, you could be in an, a live stream right now. I go, well, maybe I'll go on the FOD afterwards. Like you process it. You let me know if something horrible happened. And then you can put my energy drink on there and I'll be done. and I'll be good. Yeah. But it's it's getting weird. Like uh, I was watching Red Letter Media yesterday and they do to play into the algorithm and what helps host an ad. They do like a five second screen of darkness, just complete black. Yes. And you just sit there and you go. Did I. Which we started doing. Started to do it totally wrong. works. <laughs> yeah. It is not long. We, we don't do that. Long. Ours do. is really tiny. I think I do. I think we do like 20 frames uh, and we upload 30 frames per second. So we should probably make it bigger. You know, in all honesty, it should probably be about yeah. these red-letter like media size. I feel like it works. Yeah. Though. But if you're, if you're on the outside, what happens is you can tell YouTube where you want to put ads. You can say, hey, like this would be a great place for an ad break. And it goes, mm, however, it's visually interesting. There's like lots of colors flashing on screen and there's music sound that seems bombastic. We're not going to serve an ad because we don't expect the viewer to engage with it. And, you know, imagine your old car ads that come in in, like, 20% volume, which needs to be regulated. That's still an issue on the Internet. They haven't done that regulation like they did for TV back in the day. You, It goes, no, this this is too exciting. Your video is too exciting. We're not going to put an ad here because nobody's going to recognize that the ad is functional and removed from your video. They're yeah. going to think it's part of your video, and we don't want it. For the most part, right? It's not a perfect system, but, yeah, that's that's how you to, Like, yeah, you, you can... I could load ours up with ad markers of where we think an ad should be served and YouTube is still going to take the reins and be like, we agree with you on this one, not that one, not that one, not that one. We agree with you on this one, so on and so forth. Like There is an algorithm at play even with just when it wants to serve an ad, Um, but it seems manageable. So if you ever see a fade to black and you don't see an ad, maybe you're running ad blocker or whatever, no judgment. We've all done it. Or you were recently <laughs> served an ad, so the system says we don't want to frustrate the viewer yeah. by serving you too many ads. Yeah, there's, that's there's all sorts of on. things at play there. Uh, also, this week, Twitch banned gambling sites. This is really deep. Ooh, I'm, I'm that's not its own thing. And it, all an it, expert to talk it about banned this. banned unlicensed gambling sites. Right, yeah, it's. But there was also like viewer trading going on, where like people were sending viewers over to sign codes and like use different. Like they, it was getting nefarious, and it was getting weird. And their biggest streamer started threatening to strike, and Twitch acted after pressure. The whole thing is strange. Twitch in the news, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um. You know, we're just, we're one example, but I think leaving Twitch is the best thing we ever did. Like, there's I agree. Not me being hyperbolic. I truly believe that it is insane. The growth we've seen over the past year. It was intensely hard, but again, too, like that is, this is me trying to be simple about it. When you really think about it, it's like, we changed games. We moved on from Blizzard. We got into Final Fantasy 14 and we moved to YouTube. That all happened around the same time. No, so but it was, it was, for me, with some costs, you know, it was years of producing my content there. It was money spent on emojis and banners and uh, systems they're in and advertising and tweeting about it. Like it, it was a tough decision. There's a lot, a lot left on the table there. And that's what they want. They want you to feel like you've put too much into the system. And any day, you know, you could all the coins could come tumbling out of the machine. Yeah. Well, I blue screened. <laughs> 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 coming, uh, out of the machine. It's like, well, let's talk about where our coins come from, Kyle. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the day of great segues. Let's yes, do to it. you, dear listener, out there in podcast land, or even you folks watching live right here on our live YouTube stream. If you like what we're doing, have you ever thought to yourself? I want to support these two dorks. I support these two dorks. Clearly aren't getting paid enough from their ads on YouTube. (laughs) It's actually pretty decent for a video, but not for the stream. Um, We have a Patreon, uh, which you can go to by going to supportourbromance.com. Normally we threaten you. So this week I'll say, if you do not at least just go take a look at supportourbromance.com, we're going to increase the prices of our uh, Garrett and Kyle branded video cards by $500. Yes, we're gonna pretend there's a podcast shortage. <laughs> we're gonna pay all we, our podcast. And we you know we work extra hard to serve these podcasts to you. Yes, we we work so hard. We work so extremely hard. Um we some we we do actually it's Yeah, we do we do actually <laughs> what a, We both spent all day all day tuesday finishing that edit for the wednesday video it was huge it was well we made a documentary we literally made a documentary yeah that that would have been divided on disney plus into four episodes yeah yeah we haven't it's been a while since we literally cut a video in half and i was like you take this half i'll take this half we'll see you at the end of the day buddy see ya no. went for it so anyway uh if you like what we're doing you want to support it check out support our bromance.com that is our patreon we also have uh youtube memberships if you prefer that particularly if you want emojis or whatever but we have all kinds of uh, different tiers over on support our bromance you can even give as much as you want you can completely customize um how much you want to support us and you can cap it you can all do constant it gives you a full control over there and we've got some bonus episodes of the podcast for you and you won't hear ads like this one promoting the, the patreon so Go check it out! Thank you for the support, everybody. And uh, now you want to you want to take a quick break, Kyle? Oh yeah! All right, back from our break. Let's get to uh, let's we're bringing back Trailer Park this week. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Kyle, Wrath of the Lich King Classic is right around the corner, and like an hour before we went live, there's a new Wrath cinematic on the official wow channel that has never existed before today but apparently it's made from a fan channel a youtube channel called hurricane
1: interesting i'm
0: unfamiliar with but if you go to the channel it's a lot of uh i would say high effort wow machinima but i've only seen a, a hot second of this cinematic that they're using to promote the return of Wrath of the Lich King with, with, you know, Wrath classic. And, uh, it's pretty. So I assume this is someone who hasn't burned the bridge yet. Like Carbot used to do a bunch of these before any sort of release. Now Carbot has definitely burned that <laughs> very different style, <laughs> for time, yeah. very yeah. different style, but yeah, yeah. This looks like it's done with in-game models, but like, uh, high, high, high resolution textures and, and lighting uh, yeah. engines that do not exist within the game itself. But you look at the models and it's like, that's that's a Zeppelin model from World of Warcraft. That's an orc. That's an undead. These are wow models. But the way this, this channel renders everything, it's extremely high fidelity. Yeah, they put kind of the film grain like your Mass Effect would over everything and uh, you're right I, I don't know there's how also some more av- detail like the that's, that's that is not a wild wow ground texture for example no but but look at that, look at that gnome's nose like there there's clearly some tomfoolery going on in there in post like they yeah. are enhancing this with a digital premise. they didn't they didn't like go through and reart <laughs> into high fidelity all the various armors. No, but for for the, when I when I saw the opening shot, I was like, "Oh my god!" Blizzard made a whole new whole new damn thing. And then I you know watched it a little bit deeper. I'm like, "Wait a minute! This is in game models, but this is a great. This is really cool. I really like this cinematic. It's, it's the kind of cinematic we like that shows units doing unit stuff. It is a embellishment of what you will do in the game when you play. Um, it makes it, it does make me wish this is kind of how Wrath Classic looked. That they went in and actually visually updated it oh that'd be cool because this is like in my mind what what playing wow looks like it doesn't look this good but in my head <laughs> I'm, my imagination is translating it to, Dude, to well look, look at the at cyberpunk it. craze like people there are videos guide videos that were made years ago now that have millions of views just this week As people are getting into that game and people are talking constantly about, yeah, I played cyberpunk on release, but I'm going back and playing now. It all means way more to me. There's characters, there's locations. Uh, Everyone made fun of like, yeah, it's a beautiful city, but I spent half my time, you know, hanging out in some warehouse. Well, the anime's full of warehouses and now everyone cares about being in a warehouse. (laughs) You you bring that with you. And I think this it is a very pretty production. It's something Uh, that has happened to me in Final Fantasy 14 because, you know, when I started playing it, I had, you know, no deep seated fandom for the world or, or, you know, for its story. But now that I do, it's, it's, it's like, I'm like, I put a lot of thought into the armor I'm wearing. Cause like this sword I saw a boss use and I love it. And that armor, I know where that came from and it means something to me in the realm of the game. Um, so that's, that's, that's when I know that a game's got its hooks in me is when I start thinking about that stuff. And I'm a, I'm a fan of it for, for the game itself. Um, this is a cool, this is a cool last trailer. Yeah. You know, doing a little, little outsourcing. I don't know how I feel about that these days after here's the storm, you know, God uh, outsourced. Then again, you got like Hearthstone getting card art from artists without putting them on the payroll. So it's a pretty common practice. It's extreme. But, well, that kind of stuff is that's, that's, I mean, that's what wizards of the coast does. You know, I've, I've worked yeah. on on tabletop games in the past in my past life as a full time graphic designer. It, there's a cognitive divide, though, because we used to praise Blizzard as the team of artists that create these things. And now, you know, we have to be like, well, let's take that credit, you know, kind of diverted to this other YouTube channel, because that's actually who did the work here. I, I think this is the kind of time where it's perfect, right? It's like they already did it. They already Blizzard already put their stamp on it, like back when Wrath was new. And now I, I think because it's a re-release of the game in it's cl- in, quote unquote, classic form, that's, I think that's absolutely when you can do this kind of stuff. Plus, who knows? Yeah. I mean, there's a channel like this, they probably were going to do some Wrath stuff anyway. So why not hit them up? Be like, "Hey, you want to do uh, you want to do a little hype trailer for us?" That kind of brings back that that nostalgia. Really, really hammers home that nostalgic feel of Wrath of the Lich King. Oh, it's deeply romanticized. I think it's like, extremely yeah. effective. I think it's yeah. really effective. I think this is uh, doing more than there was another one they put out, like Jaina recanting the story of Arthas. I'm like, that's fine, but it's kind of a. So another just one of those animatics. This this to me this does more to make me want to go play Wrath of the Lich King than the uh, the Jaina animatic. Sure, seeing some spell effects. There's even a wonderful moment here where like people are fighting over the Nexus, I believe it was called. Uh, you know they're in one of the one of the frozen areas, Um, but you know there's like this wizard over here who gets just hit in the face with a hammer, recovers immediately, and then does a melee attack back. Like yeah, yeah well a mage, right? By the looks of it, but that's what the game looks like. You know the the zerglings are chewing on a marine's leg, and he's just going but 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 you know he doesn't care, he's not reacting. So, so what you know uh, just 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 another pulse check. Where you at? Where you at on terms of uh, any interest at all in in wrath? Okay, yeah, I mean, one hundred percent real with you here. Like, it, there's no time. Uh, there, <laughs> there might be, there might be time around, like maybe the trial of the crusader and skipping ahead with catch-up mechanics that they include to get to Wrath of the Lich King, you know, kill the Lich King and whatnot. But you know, I'm, I'm about to have my second kid, so this is not on my radar. What is on my radar is Persona Five is finally coming out for Steam. And there's been a bunch of other personas. I've got a friend who texts me all the time. About there's how much no I time. Immediately name drops a JRPG. But that's turn-based. And turn that's a big deal. You know, turn-based oh, is true. chill. You know, you, you you get reclined. You put the baby on your chest. You know, you you give everyone a break. You know, you, oh, I, I got this. Don't worry. And then you play video games. You know, like, uh, the, the, turn-based are a good time, you know. But real times aren't on my immediate radar. And plus, my other real-time activity will likely be if I can pull it off, uh, God of War, that's the one I would really want to put my real time effort into. So with Final Fantasy, God of War, Ragnarok and uh, Persona and finally getting to play that because I've just heard so much good about it. And I love a good turn base. My my schedule's booked. I don't need to play an old game I've already played. I really want to get one run all the way through Cyberpunk now. Yeah, the beginning—that yeah. game's really good. I've heard. I have I've, I've no heard. time this week to play, and I'm actually sad. Like I want to go back and play it. Like, no, I, I, and I want to chew on it too. Like, like I said, I've been on my phone. I think I said it in the pre-show. Um, I've just been kind of on my phone, like building my build, trying to come up with what I would play when I eventually. Did. That's gonna be, that's gonna be what my did dad did with like Apocalypse Now or Indiana Jones. Like that's gonna be when I get my new graphics card and I've built my new computer and I've got my HD screen and maybe my you know 3D printers printing in the background some miniatures. Like that's what I'm gonna like. Put it on, get my frame rates all figured out, synced up with my screen, my graphics to full, and Cyberpunk will be my like, bam, like my Christmas vacation, put it in my eyeballs, I'm in the future now sort of event. I'm sure there's better games for it than that nowadays, but that's the one I'm, I do not want to see Cyberpunk buggy, which is what it's been so far. I've heard great things so far, a little bit T-posing still, but things are getting better but I want that thing to be gorgeous. I don't want to have to lower anything. I don't want to have to mess with shadow quality or. Yeah. Yeah. In that regard, I'd say I've seen bugs. Uh, I've seen a lot fewer bugs than I'm used to from say, playing a Bethesda game. No. So uh, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's more immersive ruining for cyberpunk because of the sales pitch they get that, of course, I mean, they got sued over that. Um, so we're all aware that they falsely advertised their their immersion, the thing I'm really excited about is that in the Phantom Liberty expansion, they've said they're doing a rework of the police system. And I know it'll never be full Grand Theft Auto, but they brought up the Max Tack, I think it's called, that was featured in the anime quite a bit. And they're working that into the game. And that's what I want. Like, I, I want to, you know, accidentally hit a pole and have flying tanks after me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I'll be immersed. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so, I'll, uh, I'll poke uh, you. When, my, I'll poke you when Toc drops in Wrath of Lich King. Yeah, my, my vengefulness, like my anger at Wrath of Lich King, is a product. It, it, I'm not making a statement by not playing it or anything like that. So we have an MMO you know, in our life already. Yeah, and and, and you've, you've yeah. worn me down a bit. You know, I, I am nostalgic. You've got a lot of pure love. I just really you know, want to clear ICC again, and it would be sure. awesome if I could do it with my buddy. Well, it's the same thing as like D&D. You know, they're they're like when I get you to play or whatnot. It's, it's not like you're insanely passionate and D&D is this huge part of your life. But when you got someone who's just, I'm going to, you know, for me, I'm going to speak as you kind of like pure of heart about it you get <laughs> you get excited and that's how you are about wrath lich king you just have such a purity a joy of that experience that you know it's intoxicating it rubs off it's my favorite classic mmo experience solid solid little trailer they did uh it's a, it's a great fan piece more of this please yes make yes. yes. the game look like this well that'd be too oh, <laughs> play like... a world of warcraft that looks like this this looks so good it's it really gives me some serious uh heart of the swarm vibes yeah particularly when you know they're in the PvP zone in this Wonder trailer Rasp. oh I played so much Wonder I Rasp love back in the day that trailer man I got my i I ran it into the ground you know I bought my collector's edition it came with a mouse pad that had the ultra list charging down the street like that thing is gone I've thrown that thing away um but man I love that heart of the swarm everything yeah, back here so, oh it's right here wings of liberty was yeah. the superior video game if I, if I move that i'm gonna lose a bookshelf <laughs> and that old like kung, kung, we used to do in trailers a little more now it's kind of you know gone by the wayside but oh all those reaper noises i, I love that time period yeah well rad well you want to take some uh, questions before we wrap this episode up absolutely let's get to it Hello there. hello there hello there You can send your emails to feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us on Patreon or the YouTube membership, we've got a dedicated channel for questions. Just go to the members-only section of our Discord. Feel free to add us, too. Answered some questions immediately when they added us this week because it wasn't, like, necessarily for the podcast. They just kind of had a question. Hit us up. Harry's going to start us off, wants to know, what are your favorite Ghibli movies? Hmm... Hmm. my favorite is still the first one I ever watched. Which was that? Princess Mononoke. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that one has some stuff going on in it that I really like. The one I've watched the most time. It might be the only Ghibli movie I've watched more than once. I've probably seen that movie close to 10 times. I love, love (laughs) Princess Mononoke. Um, Good English cast too. Like that's a really solid production, no matter how you enjoy it. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... I don't think I, I didn't have a driver's license yet. I rented it from the Key West Blockbuster. I was in, I was on a family vacation in Key West and it was a particularly stormy year. We had spent a lot of days indoors. So we, we drove over to the, uh, Blockbuster, stocked up on some movies. I grabbed Pinceless Mononoke and I think I watched it like two or three times before we brought the damn thing back. That movie was an experience. It still is, still holds up. The style has uh, worn on me a bit over the years, like it's getting a little samey, but I really enjoyed I I really like Howl's Moving Castle. I know that gets ripped on a lot for some reason. It's it's I don't like it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it's great movie. I mean, it's not like my favorite thing ever. Uh, Spirited Away is really good, but disturbing. Um, It's probably my second favorite Ghibli movie. I mean, the most recent one I watched was Grave of the Fireflies, which is not a good time. Um, I had to watch that in a, a history of animation class. And that's uh, a good environment to watch that in. Yeah, still yeah, go to go to school and get bummed out. Like, yeah, yeah let's do it. Um, yeah, it's that's a, it's it's one I think you should see. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh, you should see it. When someone says that, you know, you're going to be bummed out. But yeah, it's like. That and. Like from my you know younger years, like that, and like uh, uh, not an anime, but American History X. It was those kind of movies. Like you need to see this. I'm like, oh, I know I'm gonna be sad, but yeah, Grave of the Fireflies is uh, it has a reputation for a reason. I watched a lot of Totoro when I was real little. I have never seen Totoro. As far as I remember, it it's disjointed. Um, Kind of a child's fever dream, perhaps. Mm -hmm. It might even be about a kid having a fever. I I do not remember much. You know, I was more responding to the big Totoro and the cat bus, who I believe had nuts. (laughs) The cat bus had nuts. I believe it Um, did. Is is it a cat bus? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any of the modern stuff. Um, I guess there's Earwig and the Witch, the Red Turtle, I I guess I haven't seen anything since Ponyo, which I saw in theaters. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of the new stuff. Uh, oldest thing I've seen is, I think, Porco Rosso. Is that before Grave of the Fireflies? Uh, Grave of the Fireflies is listed as the second thing they did in 1988. Oh, okay, damn, okay. I thought uh, after Rosso. Castle in the Sky. Then there was Kiki's Delivery Service, which is also really solid.
1: Saw a fun it movie
0: once, but it was like in a social setting where you're kind of like talking over it. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a well beloved for a lot of people. I think I've uh, not a lot seen of... a lot of Ghibli films. I'm looking at a full no. list right now. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of these I haven't seen. I need to catch up. And and um, Spirited Away is one I saw recently. Last year was the first time I saw it all the way through. My my roommate watched it all the time in college. Like it was just so it was just always on. So kind of felt like I had seen it, but uh but last year was the first time I like sat on my butt and watched the whole thing start to finish. That movie's insane. I love that movie. It goes places. It has a it has a fun journey. Well, fun isn't the right word, but it goes on a journey. There's I think a lot it is fun. See. I think it's fun the way a, a dark or like like before they Disney fied fairy tales ways are fun. Yeah. You know, I like that old Hansel and Gretel. It's not that old now, but, you know, I like that movie, too. <laughs> what, the, the A20? With Hawkeye? Oh, with the, Hawkeye? oh, God, you're talking about that shit one. Oh, yeah, no, I was I like it of, uh, I was thinking of Gretel movie. and Hansel, uh, the 2020 film. Like, um, uh, what, what was uh, Van Helsing with um, Hugh Jackman? Oh, I do like that one. It's a flaming pile of poop, particularly the ending. Like but uh, Serious question, Halloween's coming up. Have you seen Gretel and Hansel, the one that came out two years ago? I don't think so. Uh, it's really good. You should watch it. Okay. 2020. Yeah. 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 Oz Perkins directed it and he did another one of my favorite, like uh, it's an A24 horror film, uh, the black coat's daughter, which is deeply disturbing and very well-made. Uh, Gretel and Hansel is disturbing, but not as bad. Um, it's more of a, of a PG 13 than an R, but I actually don't know what they're rated, but <laughs> just a, Gretel and Hansel is a little more accessible. I think. Oh, wow. This is a dark movie just in terms of uh, palette. Yes. Yes, but uh, I I love the look of it. It's so well shot, and the sets are really cool. Speaking of dark palette, um, I did see that leak that came out for Diablo 4. That was around this last week. Big leak. I didn't. I saw the uh, GTA 6 leaks, which Uh, looks like an early game. Like, (laughs) yeah, I'm at home there on. Diablo Four was very much the same, you know. All over, it said "development copy, do not share, do not share." Like on the screen, you know. And there, there wasn't much to gleam through. The buildings were intensely square and everything, but that game did not have much color in it. No, I mean the the demo I played at the last BlizzCon was Jesus. It was uh, 2019. Um, I mean, it damn near looked black and white, which I kind of yeah. liked. It was just, it was oppressive in its darkness, and it was kind of cool. It really distinguished itself from three in that way. Yeah, it seems like they're trying to pull from Diablo 2 kind of notes. Diablo 2 had uh, some interesting zones. Uh, I, I think Diablo 3 did zones better. Like, yeah, it was the, the desert act, but you did an oasis, you did the underground temple sort of thing. Diablo 2 had a lot less to show in that way in terms of just level diversity and tile sets. But if, I, I think it was an hour of footage. I kind of skimmed through it, and there wasn't much to see. It was, that's the kind of game of like, I, I kind of know enough what the experience is going to be like that. I just kind of want to experience it myself. Yeah. Cause it's, to me, it's just going to come down to just how satisfying the moment to moment gameplay feels. And also if that battle pass somehow ruins things, of course, for being, you know, a little standoffish with, with recent blizzard stuff. But Jack Lee wrote in and wants to know what the most cringe movie we've ever seen is. What do we consider the most cringe movie we've ever watched? I'm curious where you're going to start with this. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh. It's one of the worst freaking movies I've ever seen. I think that movie should be scrubbed from history. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah, that movie is uh, dog okay. shit okay, not where I would go with the, I, I was going to go with like 40 year old virgin, like straight up. You're meant to be. Uh, that's the and goal of the awkward. movie is to be like cringy yeah. comedy. I like that movie. That movie was fun. So so you're, yeah. So, so you're, you're kind of going with just like a movie that had potential and uh, hurt you to sit and watch. It's what well, that came out in 2016. This, that's the last time I wanted my money back from seeing a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I so seldomly feel that way. Yeah, uh, Independence Day Resurgence is, I think, the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, and part of it is the, is the cringiness. Um, what's his name? Guy that plays Data, Brent Spiner. They hung that poor guy out to dry. They put in way more of him than the movie needed, and it's one of the worst pieces of acting I've ever experienced. Yeah, and Brent Spiner can act. I got I have no axe to grind against Brent Spiner, but someone somewhere along the way watched his five minutes of screen time in the original independence day and thought that was hilarious. Let's fill 75% of this movie up with that. And I it's mean, horrible. It, some of it seems to be of his own design. Like back in the star Trek next generation shows, uh, he repeatedly seemed to push for more screen time and the data episodes grew and grew and he, he, he couldn't always pull them off to be perfectly honest. Uh, so I, I don't know how much of it, like, was he listed as producer on independence? Day? He I, might I have no been, idea. All I know he is self inserted. I'm, I'm very rarely embarrassed for actors. I was <laughs> embarrassed for Ben Spiner. I felt oh, uncomfortable no. watching him on screen. Um, I felt the same way of, I don't know who the actor was. Did you see the first suicide squad movie they made? God, no, let me no. pull this up. This is a 2016 one. The one with a uh, Jared Leto Joker. Um, not who I was embarrassed for, by the way. Jared Leto knows exactly what he's doing and he is responsible for his own actions. Um, <laughs> uh, who was the bad guy? <laughs> Suicide Squad 2016 bad guy. It was like an ancient evil that possesses this woman. Naturally. Enchantress. Who played Enchantress? Enchantress actress. I felt so bad for her. <laughs> Cause all she's doing is gyrating for the entire movie. Gyrating as in like, too you know, much. doing the possessed thing. Yes. But like, too, like just like too sexy. much. I, it would be, if you could see what was going on, like they like speed ramped it and there's effects and they literally, the only thing they gave this poor actor to do, they just had her just dance all over the place and then speed ramped it for like the whole movie. And it just looks horribly awkward. Uh didn't to me. It just didn't work at all. It was like the only other time I can think of. I felt like kind of embarrassed for an actor. <laughs> you know, I felt that way about I believe it was uh, Stefan Lang. Uh, Stefan Lang played Colonel Miles in Avatar, you know, the badass, right? The badass commander who, you know, ends up it wasn't really betraying, but, you know, going with the. He was piloting the mechs and yelling about stuff and cigar in. And, oh, you're talking yeah, about did, Avatar, Avatar, not the bad Shyamalan. Yeah, yeah. Avatar, Avatar. Avatar. Okay. Uh, 2009's people, cat James Avatar. Cameron. Yep. Right, yep, right. Did a great job in that. Like, like returning you know, really, to the theaters tomorrow for some reason. Well, why not? You know, you release Star Wars. It's great. build type, It'll make a lot of money. You know, HD, whatever, whatever. You feel bad they're. for Stephen Lang in Avatar? No, no, I no. Like no I like mean, Avatar. Uh, uh, he, he did great in that. So I expected him... Uh, two years later to be great in Conan the Barbarian with uh, this would have been. Oh, the, the reboot. Momoa. Yeah. The re- yeah. And that movie he was, was bad. <laughs> dude, he tried the like the sets were decent. His costume was a little too like cosplay and plastic and the metals kind of like constantly moved on his face. Like he really gave his all in being the campy bad guy, much like Jeremy Irons in the D and D movie, but it was just so flat and they edited poorly. They lingered on him too much. Like that would be my cringy performance. I remember being and kind of I'm excited about that because I've only seen a handful. At some point, it'd be fun for us to do a watch party of the original Conan. Cause I know you love it i've only seen bits and pieces of it and i just thought it looked old i would be the cringy one there i'd be the one like staring at you the whole time doing like the oh, is i'm you all for, it. I'm it? All like, for it. I, I want to do i, I really love. do want to do, we, i know we talk about watch parties all the time but this is probably the top of my list for watch parties i want to do is the original Cone kind of the barbarian because uh, when i ended up trying to revisit it i i was i was i was an insufferable teen or maybe early 20s and i was just like ah, this is like old and crappy um but I remember being weirdly excited for the 2011 reboot of Conan because it was like just starting to get into Jason Momoa because of Game of Thrones and all that shit. I'm like, oh, that seems perfect. Yeah, the old one kind of it's old as shit anyway. Why not reboot it? And Jason Momoa seems perfect. The part that movie is bad. That is yeah, I think movie Jason Momoa did great. Uh, Ron Perlman was fine. I think he was like in it for five minutes. Uh, like every, there wasn't a single bad actor in it. In my opinion, there was just really. Yeah lacking energy and when, uh, in particular, when Steve, uh, would be Stefan or Steven Lang? Either way. Uh, Mr. Lang's up there giving it his all. It's just so flat. I think it's the, the, the camera is doing him no favors. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel like I feel. It's kind of how I feel about resurgence. Like I really like the original independence day. I, I really, it's high cinema. It is not, but I, uh, I, I have a lot of nostalgia for it and I think it's a really fun movie. I, I love the cast and they got most of the cast back for resurgence. And that, it is just, it is just a travesty of filmmaking. <laughs> what was the last movie you hung up on? Like you walked out of the theater or turned off in your own home. Oh, dude, Do you know how much it takes to make me just turn off a movie? I, I, I a lot cause you're a multitasker. You like to, you got your phone out. You are chilling. in. I'll, I'll have a phone out if I don't really, that's it. That's all I'll do. That's all I usually do for multitasking is if I don't like something, I'll just like, be, or I'm mildly interested. I'll be on my phone. Um, I don't think I've turned off a movie since (laughs) the live action last airbender. I think it's the last time (laughs) I turned off a movie. I saw that in theaters. I was determined to get my money's worth. I stayed Uh, just uh, hoping around every corner it would be improved. I may have turned off Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, I think I might have turned that off. I can't think of how it ended. I know we rented it. I think we may have given up on that one. Uh, I'm sure, spoiler alert, he defeats the bad guy. You know, that's okay. the, yeah. He, he gets a sword and he heads something. Yeah. Uh, I think, I've, I believe I watched it a couple times, like trying to like it, because I really like Momoa, and I thought he was a really solid Conan. Yeah. Like, in yeah he's perfect in general. for the role. He's absolutely yeah. perfect for the role. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling. Probably some Netflix thing that I'm not even. Probably, yeah, well, to. yeah, if you yeah, when they're just originals, you know, they're throwing them in your face, give them yeah, a shot, turn them off. Yeah. Something like that, but like actually went and grabbed a movie kind of a thing. Oh, man. Yeah, no, nothing. I'll tell you what the opposite was. I watched Jaws in 4K this week. You know how I, I think this, I don't think we talked about this on stream or on the show proper, but we talked about it either in a pre show or an after show. Um, I've, I fell down the rabbit hole of wanting to learn about if it's worth getting 4K physical media. Turns out, very much is. If you get into the nerdery of it, there, even if you're watching a 4k stream, there's so much compression going on. And a lot of times when you get the physical media of it, especially if they did a good job, there's a lot more care taken into the transfer of everything. So I bought two 4k discs cause I got a PS five. What launched us off is I've had my PS five for over a year. And I learned, I just learned it can play 4k discs. And I also, uh, late last year, finally got a new TV after like 12 years, got to 4k TV. So I bought two discs about jaws and about the good, the bad and the ugly. I have never seen the good, the bad and the ugly. And I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, okay. I'd I've never curious. seen the good, and- and the ugly, my dad, big Western fan. Somehow though, I've never watched a Western with my dad. Um, but you and I both like red letter media. They did a review on the good, the bad and the ugly. And, uh, I watched that. And I saw some of the shots and the cinematography in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, even though I haven't watched it yet, just from what I saw on Red Letter Media. Gorgeous. I must watch yeah. this movie now. And they, were, they, they went off about the 4K transfer. Um, so then I went and did some digging. Jaws comes up on a lot of lists of like 4Ks you must have. Because apparently they did a really good job with the transfer of huh. 4K. Did a lot of cleanup. I think they, you know, they went back to like the original film negatives and everything to do this and holy shit oh my god dude jaws the physical 4k release of jaws is gorgeous it's so pretty so yeah i watched jaws over the weekend and uh the making of jaws over the weekend and now kyle if you want to talk about jaws with zero prep at any point in the next month before this falls out of my brain i am full of so much useless jaws trivia (laughs) it's a great movie i love the pacing it it Jaws is a sick movie for me, like yeah. one that you put on. It was, you know you're going to fall asleep because you've seen it too many times. I was so obsessed with it as a kid uh, that my, my parents like, special ordered a VHS of it because this was like the 90s and you just couldn't find it anywhere. There was nowhere you could go buy a copy of Jaws. And they were so sick of renting it from Blockbuster that they ordered one in the freaking mail. And it was the first widescreen thing we ever had. And we were all very confused as to why there were bars on the top and bottom. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot how obsessed I was with Jaws. Like, okay. How'd the shark hold up? I I think it holds up great. It's a practical thing. Like even, even if your practical effects look kind of old and busted, like it's still a thing that's there. It's real. It's believable. Even though you can see the, you know, the, the joint on the jaw where the jaw opens. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing in this trailer too. To me, it doesn't matter. It it doesn't freaking matter. Like that, like a doll's eyes, dude, the cat, that movie, it's like a perfect script. Like every scene moves the story forward, develops the characters. It's so tight. It's such well-defined three-act structure. It's so good. The cinematography is beautiful. Of course, I watched the making of, so now I'm like, oh my God, they were hand-holding old school film cinematic cameras to try and get around the fact that everything was moving all the time on these boats. Uh, It's so good, man. It's so freaking good. Jaws is my uh, planning a monster of the week movie that I watch when I'm planning D and D on the background. Yeah. It's done. We well, like, yeah, I've had, I've had some rocking, some rocking sessions. Makes sense. It, it, I, yeah. I didn't never realized how much of it transfers over to Jurassic Park. There's so much in both those movies where you don't see the monster. You just see what the monster is affecting or the aftermath of the monster. And a poltergeist as well. Yeah. Like all those old Stephen King, Stephen King, um, uh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg movies yeah. just have uh, have that energy. There's there's theories that like he he wanted to make movies for his kids when he started having kids, and so he wanted to back away from the hyper violent kind of horror aspect. But there there's an energy in that what, 1975 to 1995 era for Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the making of the making of it is so dry. It's it's just dudes being interviewed in chairs, and every once in a while they got some B roll. But oh, it's some of the most interesting humans alive, just giving their takes of working on a nightmare movie. Like it starts off in the beginning. Spielberg's just like, I probably wouldn't do this again, knowing what I know now. It's, it's just right like hell production. Um, but man, I love. I really love the movie. I've compl- I hadn't watched it in probably over ten years. I forgot how much that was like a formative piece of media yeah, for me, but. Yeah, anyway, that's the opposite of Independence yeah, Not say, cringy observance. at all, no. Yeah. Sammy, you know, keeps this theme going, wants to know what our guilty pleasures are, whether it's TV shows, games, or music. You got anything? You got anything you're... Well, uh, I, gotta, I gotta delve into this a little bit because uh, I don't... I I don't feel guilty about what I do anymore. <laughs> that's fair, yeah, yeah. In my younger years, I would, like, apologize. I really like rom-coms, um, And that was something I used to feel shame for. I just don't care. Like you said anymore. Yeah. Um, Growing up, uh, you know, my teen years being big into, into like punk music. Uh, you know, when I hit college and lady Gaga came out, I, I love lady Gaga. I used to apologize for that. Be like, yeah, I like lady Gaga. She's an incredible freaking musician. Um, I think her shit is crazy good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, what's, what I like that's like truly embarrassing? I <laughs> got uh, yeah, nothing. I mean, I mean, I, I've, I've got like yeah, the things I you know don't want to admit. Like I love a Cheeto and sushi night. That's one of my favorite comfort things to do. Cheeto and sushi? I get yeah, I get. I order sushi and I go pick it up. I, I love eel. Get a bunch of eel sushi, and then I finish it off with a big bag of Cheetos just down do, the end of the crunchy, crunchy do, kind. Do, do you, is it one no, then on the top other? of each other? Do you mix yeah. them? Do you stick no, no, Cheetos no. in your California roll? No, no, I, I get the Cheetos. They're separate from the sushi. I eat the sushi first and then I have at the bag of Cheetos. And you know, I feel a little, I feel a little weird about that. You know, finishing off, a you know, $30 <laughs> order of sushi <laughs> with a bag of Cheetos for two bucks. Yeah. But it's how I like to do it. It's how I like to fill up at the end of the sushi. Yeah. Uh, it's- I still really enjoy the original Pokemon anime. That's something I feel, I do feel like I'm too old to be enjoying it as much as I do, but I love Indigo League. Mm, I could watch mm. Indigo League at any time. I mean, there's, there's as a family man, there's stuff I watch alone at night. Like, you know, I, any monster girl harem anime I check out, I hang up on 90% of them <laughs> because they're frankly majority bad and too much fan service and no story. But some of them have been cute. I have a little love story in there. And I like those the romance in cyberpunk. Like it it got me, man. I love that. It's good romance. It ended up coming together for me. We'll do like a spoiler cast. I need to finish it uh, on on the Patreon about it. But we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. I got, I got two episodes left. We'll finish it probably this weekend. Um, Yeah. And there, and like we were talking about during the break, um, you know, there's, there's animes that I might not recommend because they start weird or they have weird scenes in them, but overall the product's good. Oh, I just got it. I got it for music. It yeah? just popped. I still like unironically love Limp Biscuit. Okay. Yeah, okay. Like that. If I, oh man, if I'm on a long road trip and it's like two hours left and I gotta like, like wake up, like that shit goes on and the volume goes up. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I still unironically enjoy Limp Biscuit. Uh, my punk friends uh, who still give a shit would judge me. I love good Charlotte. They get no respect in the punk scene. You know what scene. does kind of make. I think they make fantastic. me feel kind of lame I, I have i have lit my gaming station, which is also my workstation in you know retro wave colors the the pink and the blue it feels a little a little embarrassed to admit that but i I love the color scheme I think it looks beautiful together and I love pretending I'm a hauling ass through Miami when I'm playing video games I am also a fan of the uh eighties Miami cocaine party palette that's yeah that's, a it's fan. a beautiful palette i and love turquoise pink purples uh i have a the fanciest car i've ever owned and i can customize the interior lighting and it is currently set to turquoise and pink yeah it's a good look It it's a good look i like it a lot i got you know i got a headphone stand here i got my mixer color there. i got desk underglows now i got adjustable lights front and you know back like it just, i just like it i like it a lot and i love retro wave music so I'm totally in on it. Mm. Have I turned well, yeah, they have lyrics? You probably wouldn't like them. <laughs> Never mind. Depends. Have I, have you, have I turned you on to the midnight yet? Yeah. You've you shown okay. me the midnight. I don't, okay. We I don't also, mind that they also have solid. lyricless albums where it's just their tracks with no lyrics. Yeah. No, what, what I don't want is one alarm sounds. What the hell are you doing in techno? Like old eighties sounding alarms. They still put them in like radio ads and it's just, it's ridiculous. So I don't want alarm sounds. <laughs> I don't want like police sirens. <laughs> um, and I don't want anyone being like, I can feel you breathe, uh, breathe. Yeah, <laughs> know, and just like, no, just, yeah. like just get the voice out of here. I don't care about breathing or stars or whatever. Um, but, I, you know, I don't mind it. Like I, there's there's one retro wave song I play all the time that has quotes from Blade Runner. Like I or like the moon landing. I eat that shit up. I love that. Uh, my, my, but to, uh, of that stuff, C- Carpenter Brute is my favorite, but that's not a, it's not a guilty pleasure. I think Carpenter Brute's pretty well respected in their, in their genre. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really embarrassed about anything anymore. Let me tell you, if you're listening and you're younger, it's wonderful when you get there. It is. Well, but the internet helps too, because you, know, you can you find, find anybody people. who likes the same weird shit you like. Right, you're not as isolated as when you were younger, and you had to be like, "Hey, do you play Dungeons and Dragons?" They'd be like, "Dungeons and Dragons!" Like, "Oh, I messed up! I messed up! I shouldn't have brought this up." <laughs> the the uh, my school when I was learning Dungeons and Dragons, it was the librarian. The librarian was the uh, the gateway to Dungeons and Dragons. She had all the books like under her desk. She would pass them out to the kids. Uh, she would help you build a character oh, on her computer. Yeah, yeah she was badass. Oh, yeah, Kyle's librarian. Yeah, is this in Albuquerque? Yeah, yep, that was Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, and yeah, the librarian had all had all the goods. Still working my way through my my, my rewatch of Breaking Bad. I am seeing so much of your high school. It's, <laughs> it's extremely amusing now that I know that that was the high school you went to. Not the librarian one, though. Not the librarian. I figured that this was yeah. probably younger than high school. Yeah. Uh Drogon messaged a while ago and wants to know if there's any chance we can get a sub or Patreon goal to have John Jagger make a special guest appearance on either YouTube or the podcast. John Jagger Hell yeah. has an open invitation. We don't need to make it a sub or a Patreon goal. Uh, th- really the problem is I think John, I don't think John could do stuff during the day when we record this. No, but we might be able to catch him a little late. Um, it'd be up to him. He, he streams a lot too. So that'd be his own personal time we'd be pulling away from, but Yeah. Uh, i'll message him today open invite he's in the chat, chat right now yelling at us so yeah <laughs> yeah let us know your schedule man yeah, i'd love that 100 percent. the whole the whole core crew i would love to have on the show we should just do a big crossover event absolutely i'm gonna disappear for a time coming up it's so, you been know, there's, too there's long since i've talked to any of them scott Bo, or john yeah john and i dm sometimes but And we're coming to the end of our like four year D and D campaign. It's uh, it's going to be emotional. I'm going to, I'm going to weep. You know, I love Varel, the lizard man. we have been through a lot together. (laughs) It's good stuff, man. Get Patrick on. Yeah. I miss Patrick. I haven't talked to Patrick in a while. Yeah. Next time, if we ever need to talk destiny, we need to bring Patrick on. He is. Oh, is he, is that, is that where he's at right now? The big, big destiny fan. He goes in and out of destiny a lot. And I know he's, he's really big into it right now. Okay. And obviously, Overwatch. as If we ever feel like we're shitting on Overwatch too much and we need somebody to balance us out with Overwatch love, we need to bring Patrick on. Okay. Maybe Overwatch 2. That'd be a good time. Actually, yeah. I'll talk to him Counter about it. us that. out a bit. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We should do that. I, I miss Patrick. Uh, Mythos Midnight is going to close us out today and said, Do you two record your videos on a video call where you can see each other's faces? If so, uh are the other person's face where the camera is, or are you both just practiced at talking to the camera? So this came up in our I do a lot I, of it I, here. I already I sent some photos that kind of show my setup in response to this, but I love I love talking shop, so I figured I'd pull this into the podcast. Um cause I don't know what your setup is, Kyle. No, I don't have any um When I stared at the camera, I stared just at the camera. So if you you catch the podcast live, you'll see a lot less of me looking at the camera because I'm chilling with you on my side screen. Same. And we're looking at a long show notes doc of all the crap we want to talk about on the podcast. Um, But when we do our YouTube videos, um, I do have a teleprompter. So I've got my DSLR sitting inside a glass enclosure for a teleprompter. And I have this tiny little four by three computer monitor mounted to it. That's just as far as my computer is concerned, it's a third monitor. And so I can put whatever I want on that screen, but I don't put you Kyle. I put, um, I usually have our notes on the teleprompter. So while I'm reading notes, I'm looking at the camera. That's how I cheat. But when I'm, if I'm trying to look like I'm addressing you, that's just me being a baller. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's just me just staring at a camera. Um, There's a lot of cuts, particularly when we're reading notes for the YouTube videos or reminding ourselves, or sometimes I'm actually watching clips while we're recording to get, the exact line I want to mention. And then I look at the camera. Yeah. I don't so. think we're perfect. If you watch our videos, our no. eyes dart away. Because usually I want to make sure my hair hasn't fallen in a stupid direction. Which, the longer yeah. it gets, the more that happens. Yeah, a good chance of that. This is the longest my hair's been since 2010. It looks good. You're looking good, man. It's, get, it's getting that point. Thank you. I'm, I've, I'm That makes me feel good. I'm very self-conscious about my hair. And it's been at that awkward... Oh, are you growing it out phase forever? That's no. what everybody who's growing out their hair wants to hear, by the way. Oh, are you growing it out? Mm-hmm. That's what everyone wants to hear. You might as well say, oh, you look like shit. <laughs> <But laughs> I jump. I don't think they mean that. You know, some it's are genuinely finally starting but, to feel yeah. like a part of me as opposed to this thing I'm fighting against. So. Yeah. Chris Major just says Garrett's one shock of gray away from being an amazing solace cosplay my hair is longer than his at this point. That's true. I think we've we've gone beyond true. the solace. It's also a little longer than the Brendan Fraser, but still looking good up there. No. Yeah, no, it's a it's um it's a lot of staring at the camera. But I think I think it does well. We hear some good notes on the videos that people feel invited to the conversation. That you know we're talking to them. Then. They're getting to be a part of it. I also like, you know, two chairs facing each other, you know, three camera setup. Whenever There's, we see each other again, and obviously we're going to record some stuff together whenever that happens. That's how I want to do it. I want to freaking look at you, <laughs> like have a conversation yeah. with a real human being in the same room. I haven't done that in so long. It so. takes practice because the two of us are used to internet delay. So when you and I do record something in person, we keep being like, oh, are you done? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird i'll make sure to emote like i'm about to explode out of my own skin with something i just have to say perfect yeah, yeah do what uh tasteless artosis used to do they used to have hand signals when they wanted to talk they'd like tap the desk or have a thumbs up oh i didn't know on that. the sign yeah they had like a whole uh, i've been language. watching them recently too I, I i caught up on the last season of gsl and i think the final season of the year just started up which i need to start gsl has been great starcraft is still my favorite esport when they used to do it, they may not anymore. They may just be so in tune, but they would um, point at themselves or they'd point at you. Like if, uh, if they were drinking water, they'd be pointing at you and then they point at mm. themselves when they had an the opinion. And the, that opinion would become as if drinking water wasn't enough of a symbol that I can't talk right now. Sure, sure. But, you know, it was more of like a keep going. I don't have a point on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So don't don't cue me in. They're my favorite casters for a reason. They're very good yeah. to do. I
1: Never. haven't absorbed
0: a lot of other casters I haven't absorbed esports in a long time i have and no offense to every other caster i've ever absorbed i don't like you as much as tasteless Inter- <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of i catch the international every year i'm always impressed by their table um then i go you know look online and there's always just the most asinine complaints about someone at the table someone so is not experienced enough someone so how do they deserve that table like i think the international puts together a great production for dota 2 i've watched it in years but when i did it, yeah i was very impressed they haven't advanced it you know it uh, Dota 2 in 2014, 16, that was like going to the Olympics. Like that was a huge production, and you'd never see anything like it. They really kind of stagnated. You know, they, the technology has not advanced. Their VR um augmented reality stuff isn't as mind-blowing as it once was. They haven't been pushing the envelope. Anywho, thank you for the questions, everybody. Keep them coming. Feedback at Start Grinding Gear dot com is where you can send your emails we're on twitter i'm at garrett art kyle's at kyle ferguson we have a joint account for the show at garrett and kyle and of course we've got a discord so if you're supporting us on patreon we have a dedicated channel for you and members of the youtube where you can send us questions that we pull from for this very podcast and speaking of which we need to give a shout out to our bad-ass patrons that are supporting us on Patreon. And if I'm going to continue talking, I'm doing so because I know Kyle is scrambling for the music that I can now hear. You can support everything Kyle and I are making by going to supportourbromance.com. It'll take you to our Patreon. Yep, it'll take you right there. Lots of options for different levels. You can set your own level. Whatever works for you works for us. we got some perks for you. And Kyle, we want to thank our most recent patrons, and we got some folks to thank this week. Ethan S, thank you so much for supporting Kyle and me. Dale W, thank you for your support. Rabel, no last name given. Rabel or Rabel, you know. Way too late TV. And right Tom, on time. Oh, right, wait. Did you just say Way Too Late is right on time? But yeah, we well, the, the, the right on time to support us. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I just ruined it by explaining it, but that was so. No, well it's okay. It's it's so great. Well yeah. So well done. And also so well done is Thomas L. So well done clicking on that Patreon button. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us, everybody. And there's a very special level of patrons we thank each and every episode. That is our legendary level backers. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Sean B., Mike R., Stephen J., Dagny, E, Das, and Cheesy Bob. Thank you for your support. Really appreciate it. Endless thanks. If you want to join that tier, all the info is at supportourbromance.com or any tier so go enjoy that go enjoy your ad free version of the show go enjoy your bonus content and that's going to do it for this episode of the grinding gear podcast find the live show streamed every thursday on our youtube channel youtube.com slash a move tv that's a-m-o-v-e-t-v on youtube and uh, basically everything else we do is on there too you can see our wednesday videos links to our second and third channel for clips and full stream VODs. It's all on there. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. However you're getting us, we appreciate it. Until next time, GG. Take care.